That is the gospel. That is the good news, the glad tidings about which Isaiah and all the prophets spoke. There you see in the readings today this great joy that our ancestors had and that we share today, hopefully, because our Lord is in our midst. Imagine even Isaiah, 500 or so years before the coming of Christ, he was so excited, so happy, so passionate about what was to come that it was like it already happened. He didn't know it was going to be five centuries later. He thought it was right around the corner. But it was so close that he is already rejoicing. Isaiah says in another part of that book, For Jerusalem's sake, I will not be silent. For Zion's sake, I will not be quiet. In other words, there's no stopping me. I have to proclaim the goodness of God. How beautiful the feet of those who bring the good news, Isaiah said. For God is with us to redeem us. And then we go to that beautiful passage, the prelude, the prologue of John's gospel that we know well, probably, at least some parts of it. And it builds and builds, and John starts out soaring. This is why John's gospel is signified by an eagle. He's soaring up there. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and it dwelt in an unapproachable light. And then he builds and builds, and the Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us, and we have seen his glory. What an amazing thing to say. Can you imagine our ancestors hearing that? The word, God, became flesh. They couldn't even imagine what that would look like. What would that be like if God came and lived on earth? We couldn't even look at him. I'm sure it would be so terrible and great. But it happened, and it didn't happen just temporarily, but God is with us now. We believe that God is with us in the Word, through the Holy Spirit, and especially in His Church, in the Eucharist that we are celebrating today. Our God comes to us. He humbles Himself, coming down to our lowliness, if you will, to lift us up to His divinity. St. Augustine put it very bluntly, God became human so that we humans could become God. This is why we rejoice today. This is why we celebrate. This is not just good news. It is the good news, the gospel, the glad tidings that we must announce to all the world. Okay, we get it. So what should we do then, especially today on Christmas? Two things, I believe. Number one, rejoice and adore God and give thanks to God. And that's why we're here, I hope, not just because, oh, we guess we've got to go to church or whatever. I hope you've come here today to adore God, to thank God, to worship God for coming to our level to lift us up to his. That's what we should do. Our Holy Father just a few days ago said, here's a great thing we can do, especially during the Christmas season. Spend some time before a manger scene, before a nativity scene, in your churches or in your homes perhaps, and contemplate the simplicity, the beauty, the awesome mystery of God becoming flesh for us. Spend some time before a manger scene or a Christmas tree perhaps and just reflect on God the everlasting life who has come to, to, to enlighten our world. Maybe even a simple candle, a simple nice candle lighted in the midst of darkness. Contemplate how the light has come into the world, and as John says, the darkness could not, cannot, will not ever overcome it. We have many, op- many uh, objects of devotion for us, especially in this Christmas season. I invite you to continue to contemplate, celebrate, and adore our God. God who gave us his only son. What else can we do? Well, this is really important. We've heard the good news. 
I think we can handle some bad news or some challenging news as well. Even a few decades ago, we took it for granted that the majority of our friends, our family members, even our, country, our, our citizens here were Christian. We took it for granted that we were living in a Christian world and we were marching together, at least a lot of us, toward heaven. But as we know that recently, we can't take that for granted. Recently, we find that the fastest growing demographic are people who are not just going over to another religion, but who are leaving religion behind. So many people say, well, there's no proof of God, or I'll believe it when I see it. So there's our homework, if you will. Here is our message, our task, given to us by the shepherds, by Jesus Christ himself, to go out and be Christ for others. You and I must now be the incarnation, if you will, of God. He entrusts us to take his, his mercy, his grace, his forgiveness, his patience, his very presence into the world. St. Teresa of Avila, in her very famous song or poem, said, Christ has no body now on earth but yours. Yours are his hands, his feet, his heart through which he touches others. You and I then must bring the gospel to others. And uh, it, when the angels came to announce to the shepherds the good news, immediately the shepherds fell down, probably. They worshiped, but then they went and told the whole world. Soon we'll read the story of the Magi. They came to adore Christ our King, born for us. And then they went back to evangelize and spread the good news. Jesus, in gathering his disciples together, blessed them, gave them the Holy Spirit, and then said, Go! Go tell the whole world and baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So you and I must come today, should come to worship and adore and be grateful and thankful to God. But then we must go out to the world and be Christ for others. We must continue to invite people, come, come to learn and come to experience what I have, this joy, the joy of knowing the Lord and knowing that I am forgiven and that God is waiting for me, holding a place for me in heaven. The same can be true for you as well. We must invite our brothers and sisters, even our own family members, our co-workers, and our neighbors, because everyone needs to know this good news. Not just because they should go to church, they should believe, but because we want them to do. We want them to have the same joy that we have. I pray that all of us may, after celebrating Christmas today and throughout this, this two-week Christmas season, May, may want to embody what we celebrate, may be the flesh, the hands, the feet, and the heart of Christ in the world, so that people can no longer say, where's the proof? Where is God? They can look at us and say, I see God in her. I see God in him, and I want to follow that Lord. I want to be with him. I pray that we may celebrate our God made flesh. Imagine God became one of us so that we could become God. 